So welcome to episode six of Salakas with myself, Ollie, and Glint. Hi, Ollie. So yes, yeah, so it's been a, a few games. Um, obviously, as we know, as you said in the last podcast, Glynn's um, away on holiday. But um, yeah, we're yep. really keen to kind of have an episode um, of a podcast and keep it going. Um, we've had three games, um, which I've been able to go to all three of them. So that's been great. Yeah, I'm not going to do any. Obviously, I'm, I'm out in Austria at the moment. Uh, missing my football, just catching up on Shrewsbury on the uh, highlights, which it does let me look out here. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what you thought of the last three games because obviously I went to the first two that you missed and now you've been to three. So we can kind of compare notes on those players and, and see what's, what, what's been going on, really. Yeah, it will. 100% success from the spot for Luke Rogers this season. First up. Nicky Ball didn't have to work. OK, so uh, since we last spoke on it, there's obviously been uh, three games, a win. A loss and a draw, so a nice mixed bag. Um, as I was saying to you before we uh, started recording, I'm stuck out in Austria with obviously only a view of the games via sort of the short clips on YouTube and what Mickey's had to say and, and what people are saying online. So it's going to be interesting to see what you think of the uh, the games that have gone on. So the first one, obviously, that I missed was the Coventry game, um, which was obviously last weekend, nil-nil away at Coventry, which I thought was a reasonable result from afar. So what did you make of that one, Ollie, being there as you were? Yeah, the um, the game started um, and they completely and utterly dominated us. It was actually, and again, me being a bit of a I'm into my tactics. They played three four three, which meant mm. that the fullbacks couldn't get the we couldn't get the ball out at all, and um, we just couldn't pass the ball to save our life. Um, we couldn't keep the ball. We had extra man in midfield, but it was just the ball would never ever got to them. Um, and the first half was them basically just battering our goal, um, not in terms of you know like. Post hitting the post, hitting the corner, um, hitting the the, um, the crossbar, loads of saves. But just in terms of possession, they completely dominated the game. Mm. Um, and the, luckily, we kind of got through to half time nil nil. Um, and then fair play to Mickey Mellon. He um, he made several changes. So he he brought on Lancashire and Blank Black at half time, and we matched their formation. Um, we went to went to wing backs. Yeah. Um, and that completely changed. Yeah, the I, saw, game. I saw that. Yeah, it completely changed the game. Um, we um, it was like a different match, like as if the first half had never happened, and it was really, really positive. Um, and then in the second half, um, you could arguably say that we actually had the best two chances of the game. Um, Tony hit the crossbar, um, and then in the last, um, like last five ten minutes of the game, um, O'Brien had a chance to um, to score, and uh, you know, ball coming across, he was really close to the post. And he sh- and he shot and he just didn't go. In. He just didn't get to it. He didn't actually have a shot. And but we were all just like, "How do we not score then? What happened? The ball went out of play." So yeah, Mickey Mickey Mellon mentioned that as well in his um, press conference at the end. Um, and he said himself that we had you know two two of the clear chances of the game. And while the first half was terrible, you can't actually disagree with him. So I'm not saying we should have won the game or anything. I think a draw was a fair result in the end. Uh, but yeah, it was definitely something. It was definitely a building block, um, and yeah, it was. Um, it wasn't too bad. It, it, was, it was not too bad considering Coventry are a good side. Yeah, it's hard. Coventry is always a hard place to go, isn't it? I think it's. Um, they're one of those big teams. I said I, I spoke to you about Coventry. I went to university there, didn't I? And used to go yeah. to Old Highford Road, so they've still got the the memories of playing in the Premiership. So I consider that, as I say, not being there as a reasonable result. I say the highlights. It was a lot of. of Sort of easy saves that look wider made, and a lot of, of, of sort of chances they had. And then there was the Tony chance that you mentioned, but that's all that really made the highlights for me. Um, 
But I think that Mellon did take a lot of credit for going five at the back, didn't he? And I, I read a lot of people talking about that, saying that, you know, it is, I've always thought he's quite a defensive manager and, um, you know, he can shut games out when necessary. Or we didn't do it too many, last, too many times last season when we probably should have done, but maybe we were lacking the personnel there. But it does feel like we've got a stronger pool of defenders to be able to close games out with five at the back, Ollie. What do you reckon? Yeah, no, it was good. It was good to see and um, to get, obviously, our, um, the three kind of experienced central defenders on the pitch um, completely changed the game. And, yeah, it was good. It was good to see that kind of technical awareness and also um, kind of yeah, the ball sort of just go right. It's not working. Let's make those changes at half time. I, I got it wrong in the first half. They're dominating us, um, and let's yeah, let's go for it. And it completely worked. And um, if, you know, if, if if you take the two halves independently, um, yeah, the second half we definitely deserved to win. The first half um, they deserved to win. So on on average, um, overall, it was a draw to fair result. Mm. Yeah, that was. It was a good start to me being away anyway, getting a draw there, I thought. So um, I was quite in, quite impressed with that. And then, obviously, we moved on to the second game, which was uh, going to Charlton, which was always yeah. going to be one of the hardest games of the season, wasn't it, in terms of you know the away games that we're going to have. And it was on a Tuesday night, so not many town fans went. But yeah, 3-0, not ideal. No, no, um, um, that wasn't ideal. But it's obviously need to go back just to the three the three players we always do. So we just kind of missed that. So in terms of oh sorry, Ollie, players, yeah, no, that's okay. yeah, sorry. The three players I stood out. Let's do it quickly. Was Black, even though he played a half, he was really, really solid. He was really good. So Black, um, Riley, and Deegan. Um, I thought they all had a good game. Um, nothing really went down um, Riley's side. Um, so he was good defensively. So yeah, I've put Black, Riley, and Deegan for that. But yeah, as you said, uh, moving on to um, Charlton away, um, three three nil defeat. Um, actually, there was quite a, it was quite a decent town following. Um, I think there was a lot of London shrews there. Yeah, yeah, so, we have a lot of them. Yeah, so I mean, to be fair, we've got a good following down that way. Yeah, so um, so the game was basically defined really by the first thirty minutes. Um, and for those who weren't there, um, this is what kind of happened. So, um, their 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 left winger Holmes um, kind of got the ball near the halfway line and just started running. Midfielders couldn't really keep up with him. Um, he just kind of turned before they really had a chance to react. Um, and then he kind of ran straight to, to Elhab, who was kind of isolated. Um, he got near; the, he was kind of backtracking a bit, and then Holmes got to near the edge of the box. Kind of, we were behind the goal to the kind of right-hand side of the goal, and then he just he just um, curled it into the back of the net. Um, mm. It was one of those goals where it's not great when he obviously, if you you know, in terms of defensive, but it was it was kind of his ability had created the goal, and it was a really good finish. Yeah. Lutfeller had absolutely no chance, so. The first goal was kind of fair enough. Charlton, good team, good goal. Okay, one nil down. The second goal was really, really, really wound Shrewsbury Town players up and also fans. And obviously the players had to kind of control themselves because obviously the new rules. <laughs> but I can't, re- can't remember how it happened. But basically the ball was in the box. The player had an arm straight up, like as as you know, as high as you can think. You know, trying to change a light ball, right? You know. His arm is right up, and it hits him in the middle of the arm. It's as clear as daylight. It hits his arm. It falls into the six-yard box to Jackson, who just passes it into the back of the net. Um, and the referee was just like, no, no, never saw anything. And he just ran off. And obviously that kind of like really pissed Shrewsbury <laughs> fans off because, um, you know, in a matter of, matter of two minutes, we were losing 2-0. One, you can say fair enough, but the um, the second goal was very frustrating. Yeah, I saw that one on telly, Ollie, and uh, yeah, it, it sounds like it's. Well, I said it on the highlights. It's um, 
it certainly looked like a handball on the highlights even it was not too clear to see but it definitely looked like a handball and I saw all the sort of moaning about it afterwards but yeah it was a pretty scrappy goal wasn't it in the end being a rebound and everything so yeah, yeah I, I can imagine you were going mad at that because I probably would have been as well yeah it was very very frustrating and very very frustrating um, and then the third goal the third goal it was interesting I was um, um I saw Ben at half time obviously the away supporters goalkeeper um, and obviously he, uh, the third goal was direct from a corner Oh, yeah. It was quite interesting chatting to Ben as we were all queuing up to get some um, food. That um, as a goalkeeper, he was saying that that's you know it's a terrible goal to concede, um, and it's not something you want to see. So yeah, basically those who weren't there, um, corner taken by Holmes, curled back right into the back of the net. So it kind of looped over Lutvila and just underneath the post near the back near the, near the back corner. Um, so that wasn't very good. And that was that's 31 minutes into the game away in London. Um, losing 3-0 not a great start to the game no I, I saw the corner the goal from the corner I'm, I'm kind of with Ben uh, Ben Harvey one, he's one of my friends as well he um, he would have been apoplectic with that because I can remember him getting done like that once and him going mad playing for the race sporters. but yeah for me it shouldn't really happen as long as your goalkeeper's got his angles covered and I say look while well, I just got caught didn't he in sort of no man's land with the flight of the ball so yeah, yeah you, were, you were sort of three down then and I was sort of following it online thinking well that's that game done and as it Turned out we didn't let any more goals in, but from the highlights, it looks like they had plenty more chances in the second half, even though we were slightly better. Was, was that the case? Yeah, I'd say also actually. Um, um, we'll come on to the, the kind of the um, the top th- um, three players. It's probably worth mentioning now. As I still actually put Lutvila one. He'd made oh, okay. some, he made in the first half. He made a phenomenal save, like kind of you know, if you imagine like you know again using big players kind of history or historical players kind of references you know when Peter Smarco used to come out and you know, make himself big and the player shot and he just put his left hand up and saved it and we're like whoa that was a fantastic save and he made quite a lot of saves throughout the game um, I th- it's the first half they kind of just dominated us the second half and um, we came into it more um, it wasn't yeah. as one-sided um, and we did ha- near the end of the game we did have a few chances so Dodds had a chance um, Tony had a chance and one of the new players from on loan from Stoke um, Warring he had a, he had an opportunity as well so the second half was better there was an improvement but let's be honest Charlton um, who obviously played on Saturday played on Tuesday winning 3-0 they're not going to um, go all guns blazing no, uh, I I remember last week, last episode, I picked Charlton as my favourites to go up. So I was expecting us to lose. To be fair, it's interesting what you're saying. I, I was listening to Mickey Mellon's interview um, after the game, and he was basically probably sounds as frustrated as the fans were by letting those goals in because he said you can't give at least two of those goals. You can't give them away, you know, via individual errors and hope to get anything out of the game. Um, and then he also went on to to sort of have a little moan about the lack of the, the centre backs and not being quite as dominant on crosses, which again is something we talked about. So it's interesting that Mellon's sort of picking up on the same things that you know me and you and, and the fans have been in general picking up on as well. And yeah, I think I think Charlton are a good side. So while it's very frustrating, I think it gives us something to work on um, and means we can push on to the next game. It's gone now. Um, and to be honest, I don't think we really expected to get something away at Charlton. Um, I was um, not sure how good Charlton would be, knowing all the issues they have um, off off the pitch. But actually, yeah. Slade has got a really good team there. So I think they are going to be a real force to reckon with. 
Yeah, I think they've got a good manager as well in Slade. He's, he's knows this well, this division and the division above pretty well, doesn't he? And I've always thought he's quite a good manager. I've always thought he's the sort of guy I'd like to manage Town one day. But um, yeah, I, I think that you know most people probably expect us to lose. But it was quite interesting the reaction sort of amongst the fan base afterwards. From what afar I could tell is that people were going a bit nuts about it, considering you know we played three league games and we we picked up one point and everyone was sort of freaking out about it. And you, I thought it was quite interesting, Ollie, about people's general reaction being a bit negative. What, what do you think about all that sort of thing? Yeah, I completely agree. I think there was a, a huge overreaction. Um, I think maybe one positive thing about the fans, that the start of the game, um, before for the first 22 minutes until they scored, and did carry on after we conceded the first goal, Shrewsbury Town fans were excellent. Absolutely excellent. Yeah. They were singing Mickey Mellon's Barmy Army constantly like for 20 minutes. Um, but yeah, the, the reaction online, the, the reaction to losing to Coventry, who are um, favourites to go up, Charlton, who are have a Premier League ground um, and have a really good team, and as we said, a really good manager, um, and, to, and also obviously add MK Dons into mix, but beating Huddersfield, who were actually top of the league um, before these yeah. Saturday games. Yeah. So, who was your top three then, Ollie, from the Charlton game? Where did you go for in the end? Um, I went for Lutweiler just because he made he made a massive mistake. So people think might think I'm a bit crazy, but. My own personal opinion is I think I thought he was unlucky with the goal he conceded um, from the corner. That's my honest opinion. I think, you know, normally you're waiting to try and react and I think he got caught out, but that's my own honest opinion as not as a goalkeeper. But he also <coughs> made some excellent saves. He made some really top saves. Um, and to be honest, no one else really stood out. <laughs> so um, he stood yeah. out and the other players didn't. So I went for Deegan again because I think he did all right. And I also went for Brown as well because nothing really came down his side. Um, and I thought he worked well, and he, he did have, create a bit of an option going forward. So yeah, um, yeah, uh, they're, they're the three I've gone for. Yeah, look, Wyler does that a lot, doesn't he? He can have games where we let two or three goals in, and he's still by far our man of the match, purely because, <laughs> particularly last season, and, and hopefully not this season. But he'll have a lot to do, and and do most of it okay. But he'll still concede a couple of goals, which is a bit unfortunate. But yeah, he's a solid goalkeeper. We we both agree on that, we? So yeah. no surprise to see him getting a few man of the matches this season. So. Yeah, as we say, people reacted a bit badly to that, so there was obviously a bit of pressure going into the Chesterfield game, um, which Town obviously won 2-1, um, which was yesterday, we were recording on a Sunday, so it was nice to get the first win under the belt in the league, and I think everybody sort of cheered up and, and can sort of see a way forward now, so um, yeah, I've only just seen the highlights of that five minutes ago, again, it did look a lot like Lutwiler had a lot to do and made a lot of saves and we didn't all have much of a chance, but what was it like in reality, Ollie? Um, yeah, I think I think kind of just linking back to you saying about the fans, I think almost the fans were saying, you know, if we don't beat Chesterfield... Like the whole world's going to end, you know, it's going to be a massive major crisis. And at the same time, saying that Chesterfield were top of the league, um, so I don't, don't, don't quite get that one. But um, yeah, so how did the game go? So um, the the game went with Chesterfield having um, a few more chances. Um, they obviously um, took the lead. Um, I didn't realise this at the time because the way that the goal happened, but apparently Mickey Mellon says they were offside. I'll take his word for that. Um, the first goal. Maybe maybe I've been a bit soft, but kind of they attacked, they counterattacked. Um, the ball landed to Evans. This was this is poor actually. Um, both central defenders, so we were playing a back four in this game, not the back three. So we were playing um, three five one, however you want to describe it, and um, four three three. Sorry, we weren't playing playing four at the back. Sorry, um, and both central defenders went towards Evans, who then laid it off to um, laid it off to O'Shea, who then just fired it into the back of the net and had a kind of like you know quite an easy shot on target. So that was quite frustrating, um, but at that point as well, we'd all, we had had chances, um, 
and it was yeah. quite an end-to-end game. Um, so yeah, and then obviously Brown scored, um, and we came, continued to create chances. They were creating chances too, um, but I think one of the telling things was when you watched the game, you could see that Chesterfield were a team that had confidence, and they played with that confidence. Um, where Shrewsbury Town um, clearly lacked confidence. Um, and there was a number of times where Black or O'Shea, uh, sorry, O'Shea, sorry, that's Chesterfield player, or O'Brien were just, pa- just panicking. They, you know, there was no one on them, no pressure, and they just played a long ball and it just went out, went too far for a throw-in or too far and went to the goalkeeper. Do you know what I'm saying? It just seemed to be an urgency in the Shrewsbury team, a lack of confidence, where the Chesterfield players didn't look any better but just played with that bit of confidence. Yeah, confidence is massive, isn't it? It's um, you see it all the time, don't you? In, in teams of have, have lack of confidence, and and the, the the skill of the players might be similar, but it's those teams that have made a good start that continue to have those good starts, really. So I'm not really surprised to hear that, to be honest with you. And you want to hope that beating Chesterfield, who are top of the league at the time, is going to be that um, sort of momentum kick that's going to get us back on track and get us the confidence. So, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting you said that Brown scored, but there's been a quite a controversy about that goal. I don't know if you've seen today, in that um, Ivan Tony's actually claiming the last touch on it off his leg and um, put on his Twitter that he's claiming that goal. So it's going to be interesting to see who gets given. I don't know if you've seen yeah, any highlights or replays of that, Ollie. No, I saw the I saw the um, I saw the highlights on Sky. I didn't. I wasn't really looking for that. I saw that last night that Tony was being a bit cheeky trying to claim it. Um, when you watch the goal. Just watching, I wasn't looking for it. It just looked clearly for me. It looked like Brown scored. Um, but sorry, I seem to go back and correct something I said. Um, trying to do too many things at once. We didn't play. We played four four two, and we had um, Smith and Tony up front. It was classic four, very straight four four two. So there's nothing, no other formation. Okay. So made a mistake there. Um, but um, yeah, I, I, for me, it was it was Brown's goal. Um, for me, it, was, it came flying, and it was a really good header, um, a really good corner from the. And I don't know how to pronounce his name, so we'll probably both, we'll probably might struggle on, on his name. But Charlie or Charlie? Um, I've got no idea. No idea to pronounce him. But yeah, the the, the young lad from Stoke, and I'm, he must be the first um, player that we've had that's come through the Barcelona youth system. So um, he 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 was actually a standout player. Um, okay. he, he, his, it was his corner that um, set up Brown for the first goal. So that was good to see. Yeah, it's quite. It was quite interesting how we've sort of been commenting all through preseason and into the season about Town's lack of sort of height and uh, set pieces and how we thought it was going to be a problem. And then obviously the first league game we win is two corners and two headers from corners, both really well taken. So there's obviously the ability there to be able to defend those corners and set pieces better and get up and win those first headers. And I saw Brown's, you know, header was really good, came across his man and, and timed it perfectly. But I saw the, the second goal and I, I actually prefer our lab. He, he found some space and he absolutely rifled it home, didn't he, off his head. So yeah. that, was a, that was a good goal for a winner. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was really good, and it was everyone loved his celebration as well. Jumping into the um, jumping into the fans, kind of chose the wrong end <laughs> for all the fans. There wasn't so many in the south. The fan, fans. yeah, um, but um, no, she it was it was good because um, listening to the radio, um, Brown was saying they were asking Brown about about Alhab, and he was he was saying he's a good leader, and yeah, he's you know, he's really passionate, and it shows how much. And Mickey Menon also mentioned how much it shows how much it meant to the players, and it really did, and it was it was good to see and. I think there's a, a bit of um, a bit of tension there. Obviously, you need to get three points and being at home. And normally, you obviously want to see your team score an open play, and you know you don't want to come reliant on corners. But who gives a, who gives a damn how we won this game? Uh, the most important well, thing is to get three points. 
it was the first goals of the season, wasn't it, in a league game? So, you know, that was a start anyway. So it, it's quite interesting you say about Al Abd and um, I can see him becoming quite a cult hero. He's sort of got the look of a sort of hard man and someone that is sort of going to be a good leader. And he's obviously got his first goal now and he's sort of been quite, he's been sort of up right in the press talking about it when they, in the one game that they lost, I saw him, he was the one that sort of fronted up um, and being sort of an Egyptian bloke as well, which is quite strange for town. I can definitely see him becoming a bit of a cult hero. I saw there was a hashtag praise the Pharaoh, which was talking about him this week, obviously because he's Egyptian. So <laughs> he's even got his own Twitter hashtag so far. So yeah, I, I quite like the look of him. Problem with it is he's picking up bookings again out of fashion. Hasn't he been booked? He's been booked in all four league games so yeah, far, has, which yeah. is not ideal. No. <laughs> And and it is easy to get booked, and obviously we've been struggling. So I think it's it's kind of a reflection yeah. of that he's done some of those bookings and have been professional fouls. So against Coventry, it was a professional foul and took a booking. Um, I, I think I'm pretty sure it was a professional foul he took as well in the Charlton game. So the bookings yeah. are not so much for, you know, it's not for like lunging challenges. They're, they're cynical but tactical fouls to um, stop the opposition attacking. So, but yeah, yeah in the games idea. I saw before I went away, he did a similar thing. I think he got in the MK Dons game at home, he got caught, didn't he? And he, he sort of was slow getting back. And he, I'm not sure if he got a book for that one or not, but he can, he knows what to do in terms of stopping the opposition. And he'll happily take a book in. You know, it's just going to be that he might sit out a few games of season suspended, and and you know Lancashire's got to come back in then and, and and be solid. So at least we've got the cover for it when it happens. As long as he's not getting sent off all that regularly, we'll probably be able to survive without him. Yeah, uh, yeah. Once or twice, won't we? Yeah, no, definitely. I think he he was. He's he's got that he's got that maturity and that experience um, and that's something we've lacked last season and I think we gave be given a Lancashire a decent central defenders um, so yeah no I, th- I think overall obviously you, know, you kind of look back on these games now so we're a few games into the season um, we've got we've had um, four four league games four league games yeah four league games um, yeah. we've got four points which is obviously kind of relegation form um, so it's not mm. great but. <laughs> Um, it is the start of the season, and actually, um, I, I went to get some lunch before the full Charlton game, the Chesterfield game. Sorry, and I was waiting for a friend, and I was just reading, just looking online to see what I could find, and I found an interesting article on the Chesterfield website um, where they interviewed Danny Wilson, and he was asking ahead of the Shrewsbury game, and he was saying that Shrewsbury have signed a lot of players, a lot of decent players, and it's going to take some time for them to um, to blend. So it was quite interesting to see the opposition manager and Danny Wilson, who obviously knows League One really well. Uh, saying that you know we've got a decent squad, but it's going to take some time, and I think that's kind of the the message that I personally have in terms of it's going to take a bit of time. We've got a lot of new players in the team. Only only Brown and Lutweiler um, are from last season, so it is going to take a bit of time, and we've had a, a tough start. Um, now, obviously, we can't carry on getting four points from four games, but I'm hoping now that we can have some easier games and um, yeah, go on yeah. a bit of a run. Yeah, it is relegation form. Let's not talk about relegation just yet. But I, did, I saw something online which kind of cheered me up a little bit. Was that someone had done a comparison to sort of the results of last season and this season, just to get, I would say, you know, first game of the season played MK Dons, lost obviously, but then last season we played Millwall. They were a similar sort of team, and we lost. There's not really any difference in that first result. Obviously, next we played Coventry and got a point. Whereas last season we obviously lost three 0 at Coventry, so that's you know, could consider that to be an improvement. Um, 
and then Charlton and Wigan are both similar sort of level teams, aren't they? If you, you consider that, both the yeah. teams that got relegated down and we lost to both of them, so there's no real difference there. And obviously last season, and we lost to Chesterfield and we beat them this season. So, you know, there, is, there are positives to be looked at still at this point in time, even four games in. So I think it's it's worth just bearing that in mind, isn't it? You know, I, I've always said, and I said to my friends, and I said it to you before, I think, Ollie, that I don't really judge a season until you've played at least 10 league games. You can't really judge a player until you've seen them play at least four, well, six, seven times sort of thing. So we're still in that sort of early phase, aren't we? And the best thing about this start to our season and getting through in the cup is that we are a team that's gelling like you say but we've got a game every Saturday Tuesday, Saturday with the cup games as well so we're going to have plenty of time to blood these players get working on the training ground and get physical games going on and so yeah it could work out quite well for us it's just will they gel and, and how quick it's going to take really Yeah definitely and I think that's also um, I've got my, my top three and that kind of and that nicely links to my top three because I was going to say the same thing so Deegan I've got as my number one and he's really starting to um, improve as a player. Um, mm. I think there's quite a few players. Actually, in the other games, I struggled to name a top three. In this this game, it was quite easy to name a top three. There was a couple of players that you'd say, you know, some other fans might say, well, why wasn't he and that he wasn't on there? So I've got Deegan. And again, we need to listen to the Tannoy announcer to see how you pronounce his name. But Charlie, <laughs> and the lad from Stoke. Um, he came off. Um, he came off. He didn't finish the game. He came off because he was tired. Uh, Mickey Menon mentioned that as well. Um, at the end of the game um, on the radio that he was tired so that's why he came off and also O'Brien so for me O'Brien worked his socks off and he also won quite, he won a few good tackles and won the ball off the opposition I think and one of the things that Mickey Mellon mentioned and I definitely saw this in the team that I don't think I can't see us getting turned over 7 now. I've said it now but <laughs> I should hope not, mate. But uh, but what I mean is obviously last year we got to, I don't know if you went to Chesterfield but we got turned I over did. and for me there was just like a lack of lack of desire, lack of pride, because yeah. we had so many, we had like, you know, it was a bit of a, um, a rope together side. We had Gerard in there, um, Brit, um, um, Zach in, Zach Brookbread in there. Um, we had, a, it was just feel like a bit of a mess. We had a couple of lone players and it didn't feel like, obviously Black had only just signed, but this time round, there seems to be a gen, a, more of a, a fighting spirit in the team and a little bit more yeah. professional pride. So, I hope we obviously don't get spanked, but I, I genuinely believe that we've we are, we've got a better team on paper, but what I've seen so far, we have got a better team, and I'm confident we can push on from here. No, I, I think you're right, Ollie. I, to be honest with you, if you were playing for Shootown this season, you know if you made a mistake or you didn't show any desire, you'd have your skipper, El Abt, come in and scream in your face. <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't want to make any mistakes this season, because he's... I don't know, I say there's that, that hopefully, and it sounds like he's that level of leader that's going to demand the best from the players he's, he's leading. So, um, yeah, we'll see. If we lose 7-1, Ollie, I'll remind you of this podcast <laughs> and what you said. So, we'll see how far we got. So, yeah, you've had your top three. Yeah. And obviously, we've, we've talked about the positives that, you know, comparatively, these results aren't as, as bad as they, they seem, some of them. And, and so, yeah, I don't think it's the worst start of the season. Maybe it would have been nice to have a couple more points. But, um, yeah, it'll, it'll depend on the next four to five games really to see how we settle and, and what area of the table we're in and, and what's going to be going on for, for in the future. So, um, yeah, what have we got up next? We've got obviously got Dundalk, haven't we? And then we've got... Um, Gillingham at home. Uh, Gillingham oh, yeah. in, in, in the league. Um, then we've got um, your favourite trophy, the trophy that shall not oh, be yeah. named. Um, and then we've got um, uh, um, away at Oldham. Um, so we've got Gillingham and Oldham um, as our next two games. So for me, they're, they're two okay. reasonable games. Uh, yeah, yeah. Could we got a chance to get some points from? 
It's the Checker Trade trophy now, Ollie. Yeah. yeah I, the amazing sponsorship deal they've got with Checker Trade. I'd never even heard of them. No. No, that's obviously why they've done it, haven't they? So now you know them. But, um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's obviously worth I'm it. not sure I'd want my company involved with the nonsense that's going to be in that. Oh, we'll talk about it in the next episode yeah. anyway. I'll have another rant about it, I reckon. Really? But yeah, so that's the end of the game. So, um, you know, all in all, not too bad, is it, Ollie? What are, your, what are your overall thoughts so far? I've had my say, but. Yeah, I think work in progress, lots of players, work in progress. Um, starting to see the quality of some of the players, so Deegan, O'Brien. Um, also, I think it's nice to see as well as that we generally have some options on the bench. So, um, obviously, Smith started against um, Chesterfield. He wasn't involved um, in, the, in the other games. So we do have um, some strength and depth and also different options yeah. to come on to change. So Dodds came off the bench, so that was nice to see. So, yeah, I think there's going to be com- more competition for places. Um, and it'd be interesting to see um, who starts the next game because actually um, Tony got a bit of flack um, online I saw and he didn't play very well yeah in the first game he, he had a really nice touch and the ball was sticking to him and um, yeah he looked like he had a presence in this game it just he just wasn't at the races but I guess that's the risk that we take when we take young players on loan that you know he's not going to be a consistent performer Every game yeah. at his highest potential because if he was, he wouldn't. He wouldn't be with Shrewsbury. He would be in the Newcastle team. So I think we need to give a bit of patience there. But um, yeah, I think it's a it's a foundation, and um, yeah, Mickey Mellon needs to win some more games. Um, but I think the squad's better. Yeah, t- sorry, going back to the Tony thing, I, I I did read a few things about it. Someone saying he didn't look like he was daft at times, which is a bit of a worry because we've had a few strikes like over the years. But yeah, you're right. Give him a bit of time. But talking to strikers, it was the other thing that I read was that. Um, Obviously, Andy Mangan was ready to come on at one point, or was was probably going to come on, and then didn't. And then obviously we scored, and he, at the end of the game, he seems like he stormed down the tunnel. So that was a bit of a worry because you know Mangan's one of them good club players and and someone we need to keep involved and, and motivated. I don't know if you saw anything. Yeah, about that I one, did. But, yeah. I saw that message. There was a there was that was mentioned on the Shrewsbury uh, Shrewsbury group um, on Facebook, and actually mentioned to it saying maybe it's needed a piss. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. But you don't know. Time to pose, isn't it? But yeah, you don't know. But you well, know. We won't start any more scurrilous Yeah, exactly. Like. No, but yeah, it's easy to make a comment, isn't it, about a player, what he's done, but he might have just been, he might have just started to go down the dressing room or, yeah, it could be anything, but yeah, it doesn't sound like him, but um, maybe we'll no, find it doesn't, out. Doesn't. Maybe we won't. Cool. Okay, so that comes to the end of the games, and um, yeah, now we'll move on to, um, on to Salad News. So Salat news. Um, so um, since um, the last pod, um, we've signed two um, players on loan, both from Stoke. So I, I don't know. I was thinking this is any connection between Mickey Mellon and um, Stoke, Mark Hughes. I don't think of anything. No, I don't know. I watched, um, you know, Brian Cordwell's doing these weekly updates on YouTube and sort of filling people in on the the sort of the stuff going on at the club as far as the chief executive goes. And he, he generally always mentions stuff to do with the playing staff as well. Yeah. Um, and I was listening to that today, and he was talking about how the deal with Stoke had been something they've been working on for a long time and it's a, a sort of another club that they want to get some ins oh, okay. with, you know, in terms of getting players out on loan from a, from a more local club. So it seems to make a lot of sense, really. They're a local premiership club, but they're probably the closest premiership club to us, I guess, you know, since Wolves got relegated and yeah, Baggies, Birmingham are not in the premiership anymore. Yeah, yeah Wolverhampton. And, uh, sorry, West yeah, Brom, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, but, oh, well, as, so, the, as FM, F football manager would call it, we're potentially being a bit of a feeder club, maybe, but... Um... Yeah, but necessity, isn't it, I suppose, at yeah. the end of the day. But it does. It, it's interesting, they're both six-month loans, isn't it, in terms of 
um, the lads coming in, they're keeping them till January. And again, like Tony, if it goes well and they're not going to get a sniff back at their parent club, we'll probably keep them to the end of the season. Um, so there's a big chance for them to sort of do a, a Kai Kai, as we said before, and, and stake a claim and move on. I've seen Kai Kai's actually getting games for Crystal Palace this season. So obviously we've proved that Shrewsbury Town can be a good breeding ground for these young players. So I'm not surprised to see on first evidence that the players we're getting in this season are of a slightly higher quality than maybe the, the Tom Eves and players that we've had in the past. So I think it does prove that we're going to be quite a nice breeding ground for these new sort of young lads coming through on long-term loans. And let's hope it continues. Yeah, no, yeah, totally agree. And um, obviously you haven't had the chance to see them yet. Um, so probably and for no. those who, um, who haven't. So Waring is the striker. He's a big lad. So he's kind of like... Um, of the kind of Tommy kind of stature, you know, he's, he's he's got broad chest. He's you know big lad, but he's also seems to have a nice touch, um, and he had a decent effort um, away at Charlton. So he seems like a decent player. Obviously, didn't play in the last game, um, and then the winger, he's he's good. He looked he looked really good. You, you know, when you see a winger just kind of nip the ball off the opposition, just really quickly and just run with it. Um, yeah, he he was he he looked like he had skills. He could dribble. Um, obviously, he set up a goal from a corner, so obviously he can cross the ball. Yeah, he looked like we've, he's a nice little signing. So I, I don't know whether I don't know I don't know. I know Stoke signed him, and he was part of the kind of the Barcelona players that they were all signing. Um, I don't know whether Stoke actually paid any money for him, but um, he looks like a, a decent player, and um, yeah, potentially one that maybe Stoke will want to take back in the future. I was I was reading it before he he used to, he, did, he played for Barcelona B a few times which is like the, the, the sort of team just below Barcelona yeah. he didn't get any appearances for Barcelona I was obviously a young lad still but he actually turned down a new coffer, co- contract at Barcelona okay. and then signed for for Stoke back in July 2015 I'm reading Wikipedia here. Um, so it does <laughs> seem to me that Barcelona obviously saw a future with him and and so you know he's got to obviously be talented for a, for one of the biggest clubs in the world to want to have kept him it's a bit of a weird move to Stoke isn't it from Barcelona but he's not the first one to have done it is he and no. I guess when you get one it's easy for another player to move over there because they've got a sort of an in isn't they signed Bojan didn't they from Barcelona yeah actually well I just uh, found so, an article actually yeah. on the Daily Mail um, and it says that the player's agent says that they had an irresistible offer from Stoke so it sounds like <laughs> money's money spoke and um, yeah we um, we signed him so no he looks like a decent player um, so that's good to see um, and yeah. yeah him and Warring so yeah two two decent additions to the squad um, so that was good yeah. Um, and obviously, in terms of loans going out, another controversial move um, from from some fans was um, Dom Smith going out on loan. Yeah, yeah, it's a strange one, isn't it? I mean, because he's played so much for us now, it's almost like he was in that Connor Goldson mould, really, that he would established himself a little bit and probably wouldn't need another loan move. And I was quite surprised with how low down the pyramid he's actually gone. I, I talked about sending out the goalkeepers on loan to sort of conference north and south, didn't I? And thinking that would be a reasonable shout for Burton and. Um, for Rowley, and I know Burton's gone out to that level, so that makes sense to me. But yeah, I would have thought Smith could have maybe got in a, a slightly better team, maybe even League Two. He could have been a sort of part bit part player for a team in League Two and got some actual league experience. So it is a strange one, and again, it's a six month loan, so it's not like we're expecting him back anytime soon. But I think I think with the youth loans, maybe we can record him. I'm not 100 percent sure about that, but if he's away till Christmas, it's quite a big chunk of time that he's not going to be at a football league club. So we have to see how he develops, I suppose, and, and whether it actually is worth worth the time sending him down there. Yeah, someone I saw someone online. Someone said that we had a a, um, a recall option in it. I haven't, I haven't, oh, okay. haven't had the chance yet because I normally do read the articles um, on um, on the Shrews player. I love yeah from their CEO and also they normally do go to a bit of detail. They're quite good at telling us what's going on. But um, yeah, someone said we has a recall option. You'd expect it, especially when you have three central defenders. And I was surprised. I think this a lot of negativity came up. From the lack of back of the um, Charlton 
um, result and a poor start to the season. I think people were just kind of jumping on the bandwagon of our oh, Mickey Mellons. People were saying he's he's lost his mind. Um, he's lost the plot. Um, all the classic kind of like yeah comments that you know Mickey Mellons like you know sweating at home, just making crazy decisions, putting. Yeah, you know, it just seemed like a bit of an overreaction from me, if I'm honest. Mm. But, um, He's gone to the same club as Callum Burton, though, hasn't he? Which kind of makes sense, I guess, doesn't it? I think that's right. That So at least he's going to be there with another town player. I think I'm I right thought, about I that. Gone I could to be wrong. I am, I am away. I thought he'd gone to Fylde. Oh, OK. I got that completely wrong then. Fair enough. <laughs> it's OK. I got that completely wrong. I, I thought he'd gone to Barrow. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, he's maybe. gone to Barrow. Yeah, there he has go. gone to Barrow. He's gone to, I know he went to the Lake District. So, yeah, he's gone. I think he went to Barrow, actually. Yeah, I think you're yeah, right. And I think that's where Callum Burton is as well. Yeah, I yeah, he is at Barrow, that's it. So, yeah. Okay, well, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> in, in, in ill-informed. I'm going to blame my whole day for that if I did get it wrong. But, um, so, if they're at the same club, that would make sense, I guess. But, um, yeah, hopefully he goes and becomes a first-team player, gets 20, 20 appearances under his belt at Christmas time and, and comes back. I think it's not quite as bitter pill to swallow because, obviously, he was the only youth player we had really last season coming through other than the goalkeepers getting a little game at the end of the season. But with Ethan Jones making a more of a claim for first-team football and becoming that youth player that we're going to probably bring through a little bit more accelerated than maybe Dom Smith now, it's not quite as hard a one for town fans to follow because we can still say we've got some youth in our team. Whereas if Smith wasn't around and, and Ethan Jones hadn't progressed as well, we would have been sort of scrabbling around to, to find our youth player that we can kind of get behind and, and support. So it's not quite as bad as it could have been for town fans, I don't think. Yeah, I think it's... It's, a, it's I can understand why fans are a bit disappointed because, you know, you, you think, oh, good, we've got our youth player coming through um, and Connor Goldson, Mark too. But I think you have to also look at the bigger picture and his development and is he going to develop just being in training sessions um, when there's better players? Because let's be honest, you know, we are we haven't had a great start of the season so Mickey Mellon can't afford to gamble um, and not play his best team. So, yeah, we need to continue his development and the best way to do that is to go out on loan. Yeah, I, I, I say it depends. If he's not getting games there, it's pointless. So we'll have to just judge it over the next sort of six, seven weeks and see yeah. how many games he's playing and whether he is building his confidence back up and 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 getting professional games. Well, you know, getting games again. So I hope he goes out and does well. You can't really judge it until we see how it goes. We've, we've spent sent plenty sent plenty of players out on loan who've not played. So hopefully it's not one of those jobs. So. We'll see how that goes as well. So, yeah, the, the other thing we were going to talk about, Ollie, was obviously um, a player that's still at the club, technically, or kind of, we're not really sure, in Weslovsky. And there was uh, something in the Lincoln paper this week about that they'd offered him a deal. So he, he obviously looked like he was going to be moving from Shrewsbury Town. And he turned it down for money. So it's a bit of a weird one, isn't it? You would have thought he'd want to get back to playing as soon as possible. And, yeah. and Lincoln's not a bad club to go to. So, yeah, well, it's a strange one. Yeah, no, that is a, is a strange one. Um, and... Yeah, obviously I saw him, him at the um, Solihull game, so obviously he's still um, hanging around. But also, um, Clark signed. Um, who did Clark sign? Did Clark sign for? He went to. Who did he sign for? He signed for uh, Stanley. So Clark went to Stanley. Okay. Um, he's the only player of the players that have left us. I think who've got clubs. I haven't seen Granderson get a club yet. Um, obviously, no. Knight Purcell went to Bradford, but um, yeah, it's a surprise. I still follow Grandison on Twitter, and all he ever does, all he puts on Twitter is pictures of him and his brother, who I think is a younger lad than him, who's also a footballer but has not got a club, training in parks. So he's obviously still not got a contract, which again is weird, you know. And I think it's going to get to that point at Christmas time when you've got all the teams that haven't started so well, scrabbing around for some sort of fresh blood, but not wanting to pay any money for them. So 
maybe that puts the Weslovskis and the Grandersons in a slightly better situation than maybe years gone by and that they can actually say, yeah, well, I'll come in and do a job for you, but I'm going to want a bit more money than if you sign me at Christmas time. So because yeah. I've been out of work for this, this long period of time. So maybe that's, a, you know, we had it with Whitbread and, and Gerard last year, didn't we? Maybe that's something that's happening a little bit more now. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yes. Um, actually, um, the, the wonders of obviously we record this and we always have our, lap, have to have our laptops out when we're recording. I did go onto Barra's website and it says that Shrewsby have a recall clause um, after the first 28 days on Dom Smith. Okay. So, yeah, it's good, good to know. I was right, Ollie. I, I had the right club. <laughs> you did. <laughs> I'm, you did. I'm not totally switched off from the no. time just because I'm up in the Austrian Alps. I'm going to blame the altitude if I get anything wrong in this episode, though. So, <laughs> there we go. Um, the other thing you'd written on, on the news was Richie Wellens, dot, yeah. dot, 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 which kind of sums up the situation, doesn't it? What is, where is, <laughs> who is, what's going on, why can't we get rid of him? Yeah, it's he's disappeared. I'm, he, I'm, I'm sure I haven't seen his name on the match day squads and... I did actually think at the time, um, obviously he had experience, but his age, that, um, the, the length of contract we gave him, maybe that's what we had to give him to sign him. But yeah, that sounds a bit of a gamble that's gone, hasn't gone very well. Um, mm. So hopefully we yeah. can move him on. But um, yeah, um, that's where we are. So I think that, that's it for news. Um, yeah, well, we always tend to have one millstone around our neck every season, don't we? Of yeah. a player that we don't want, we can't get rid of. Last season we had Vernon, and I think Wellens will probably be it this year. So yeah, the only other sort of slightly related town news that I saw was Obviously, years ago, we let Andrew Gray go and he's gone on to be a seven, eight million pound player. And obviously, there's been relevations and relevations, revelations in the press this week as to some of the things he was saying back after he just left us. I think he was at Luton at that point in time. But I mean, it does maybe point to the reason why Town might have let him go back in the day in terms of of sort of controversial things he might have been saying around the club. So, yeah, that was that was a bit of an interesting one. I don't know if you caught some of the things that I won't repeat them, but terrible. But um, yeah, he's got a lot to sort of redeem his uh, character now, hasn't he? So, yeah, it was interesting, I thought. Yeah. Be an ex-player. Yeah, it was disappointing to see that, but he came out and he's apologised. You, you never know. Yeah. Um, obviously, but yeah, let's not get into that. But um, no. no, he would have been quite young at the time. But yeah. I just thought it was interesting in terms of why that a talented player had been let go, and you do sometimes forget to think about the character of players yeah. rather than their actual skills sometimes. And I think maybe some some of that might have played a part when he was at town. So yeah, but I just thought it was interesting. But yeah, there we go. Next games, Ollie. What have we got, and where are you going to go? Because I'm yeah. obviously away until the end of August. Yeah. So. Um, so in terms of what games we've got, we've got um, in the League Cup, we've got Sunderland away, which I can't go to on Wednesday. So on Wednesday, yeah. um, Shrewsbury are playing away at Sunderland. Um, on Saturday, um, the seven, uh, 27th of August, um, we're playing at home to Gillingham. Um, so you, I know you won't be able to make that one. Um, no. Then we're playing in the EFL Trophy on the Tuesday, the 30th of August, which I know you I'm won't. back for that. But you won't go to that, I know that. <laughs> no, um, no I won't. And then, the guess the first game, the first league game you've got the chance to go to is um, Oldham um, away on Saturday the 3rd of September. Yes, I should be at that one, hopefully. I know I've got a wedding at the start of September as well, just to confuse things as well, but hopefully it's not that weekend, so um, I'll probably take the kids up to Oldham and we'll go and watch that one. So, yeah, I, I won't, you know, just, it's, it's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm really glad to be missing the Sunderland game out of those four games, because I always basically go to those go to the games in that competition every season and uh, it's always good fun isn't it and we're, we're good at these away big teams beat Leicester and Blackburn I've been to both those games so I'm a bit gutted to miss that it would have been a long trip and I probably would have stayed over but that's probably the only one I'm a bit gutted about missing so yes we'll have to get your feedback on the, the ones that you go to before I get back and uh, and we'll go from there on yeah I, I might go to Oldham I'm not sure it'd be good for us to both go to a game and both share our opinions <laughs> just yeah, the way it works yeah. isn't it my holiday season uh, my, oh yeah, having to take holiday off, and obviously when my girlfriend, who's a teacher's off, and you'll see you having kids. So, but um, there's yeah. a long way to go. So there's plenty of games for us to talk. Um, oh, well, there is, there is. We get your money's worth out of our season tickets, don't we? So that's we fine. Um, 
So that's fine. Yeah, so that covers the news and what's going on. I think we'll just go on to our sort of predictions comp and then we'll, yeah. we'll close it off, Ollie, and, and chat next week. Yeah, so well, so I reckon, I'm, I've, I've, I'm going to decide, I reckon we should use choose the um, Shrewsbury Gillingham game as, okay. the, as the next predictor. Um, okay. And I'll go first this time, and I'm going to go for a 1-0 win to Shrewsbury. Mm, okay. <laughs> Good. Good. It's nice to hear we're winning again, Ollie. Uh, I was going to go for a win as well. I think that we'll probably end up losing against Sunderland and, and maybe wanting to put things right. So I can see this winning. I think we've conceded a fair few goals. So I'll go for a 2 1 win to Shrewsbury. And, okay. and hopefully that'll, that'll be that. What was. I, I, obviously, I've been away. What, what did we do last week? I think I went for a draw, didn't I? Yeah, we I went for a for Coventry. Um, we went for a yes. draw. Um, you went 1 all and I went 2 oh. 2. I went I went way off the scale, four goals. Um, we both <laughs> got a point, but obviously we didn't get yeah, the score go. correct. There we go. All right. I'll have to catch, when we get back, catch up. We'll catch up with who's there, and, and also we'll go through our sort of um, players of the season and have a quick yep. look at who's leading on that sort of thing. Sort of ten games in. So, yeah, we'll have a look at that. All right. Anyway, good stuff, Ollie. We've managed to do a podcast from yeah. you know the other side of Europe to, to Shrewsbury. So that's pretty successful, isn't it? For this six, sixth episode, we're doing yeah. all right, aren't we? We are doing all right. Yeah. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully the quality for this one wasn't too bad. So people bear with us. But yeah, um, the next one will be back to full full audio quality um, again. So yes. Uh, yeah. We will. Thanks, guys. Thanks Cheers, for listening. Guys. And um, yeah, follow us on um, Twitter um, with on Salopcast. And um, yeah, please send us your messages and stuff. And um, yeah, speak to you soon, Glenn. Have a great holiday. Yeah. Cheers, Ollie. I shall be back in a week, and we shall crack on from then. Cheers, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye, bye.